What a blessing to have communion together. Just as we start this message, I would like to just say this. If you've just slotted in, uh, please know you can go to dynamicministries.com. If you've slotted, maybe you've just slotted into, into the YouTube link that we've put on Facebook. In dynamicministries.com, you can find a chat function on our page, and uh, there you can meet people that are slotted in live right now at this moment watching this. They fellowship around the grace uh, message um, there, and that's where you can start to get to know people that are like-minded. Maybe you're not in an area where there is a local grace-based church and uh, you need some grace-based fellowship, some counseling, some input, or you want to give some input. That would be awesome to meet people right there. Uh, if you go to dynamicministry.com and click on web fellowship, you'll find everything that our website and our web ministry is all about. Right, we're going to get into the message for today. I am so excited about this message. Uh, the message entitled, The Light of Life. The Light of Life. There is a certain light that brings us life. Now, um, I want to talk just in the beginning about the responsibility that God took upon Him to bring forth fruit in you. When God said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply, obviously the commandment was not to the children, but to the parents. Now, there was not even children. There was only Adam and Eve. Uh, and God said to Adam and Eve, and the Bible says in the beginning, God made man, male and female, created he them, and then said, be fruitful and multiply. So uh, there we find um, uh, in the Bible, Adam. Now, Adam talks about mankind. It also talks about the representative of man. The Bible says through one, Adam, sin entered the world. And through one, the last Adam, Jesus, righteousness enters the world. So Jesus is as much an Adam or in the power of an Adam as what Adam was. Meaning that Adam could... Uh, Adam was in the power of representation. He was in the power of not just representation, but he was the source through which things would come, through which certain beliefs would come, um, and all of that. It would be like a father that, um, you know, that has children, and then if this father was a prince, but um, the, the the, the children would look at the father and they would see my father is a prince and from looking at that they would conclude that they are royalty now in the very same way you know you can't tell the child you know you must produce royalty it is the the job of the prince or the job of the king to produce that in the very same way god came and he said it, he said to adam be fruitful and multiply now when he came to jesus this is what he said to Jesus as well. Now, there's not a, a, a scripture written directly where the Father says to Jesus, you must go and be fruitful and multiply. But this is what he says in John 15. This is the will of the Father that you bear much fruit. But the only way that you can bear fruit is by abiding in me and I in you. The Bible even goes further and he calls the word a seed. So he comes and he says that, Jesus, when Jesus comes, when the Word comes into fertile soil, which is us, then the Word will produce fruit in us. Now, I've said this before and I want to say this again. 
uh, one day I said to Elena, you know, these three boys that we have, they are not your children, they are mine. And she said, what, excuse me? You know, I had them inside me. I've got some sonar pictures to prove that they, you know, they are my children. What do you mean? I says, no, no, if you look at the Bible, you always see in the Bible, this, the, the Bible says, and um, Isaac, the son of Abraham, you know, or it always connects the seed or the fruit to the father uh, or to the husband, you know. And so um, Abraham had children. Abraham was fruitful and multiply, obviously in union with his wife. So in the same way, God comes and the way he will produce eternal life in us is very simple. God, there was an Adam, there's an Eve, which is us. And God's command to Adam and Eve, Jesus with us, is this. Be fruitful and multiply. How will, how will this happen? How will this be possible? Very simple. Let us look at how uh, God took the responsibility upon Him in Jesus to bring forth fruit in us. Remember this, of ourselves we can bear no fruit. We need the, our union with God in Jesus. And how does this union work? Now, this is it. The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. He that loves his life shall lose it, and he that hates his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will the Father honor. So what does it say here? It's very simple. Jesus says that uh, if, if a seed falls in the ground and dies, then it will produce fruit that looks exactly like that seed. So, and he was pointing to himself there. Uh, he even came in verse 31, he says there, he says, now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I will, would be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all judgment. And here the translator also said, all men unto me. So what Jesus was saying is that the judgment of God, which was that by uh, good and evil, no man will have life, that humans will die, you know, by works. That judgment that God pronounced to Adam and Eve, um, it, it, is, it is the truth. So what happened then? After that judgment, that judgment came true. Um, and how did it come true? Jesus, which came, conquered sin, conquered death, came upon the cross, took that death upon him, and died that death and the judgment of God, we could see God's um, uh, 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 way of understanding things and looking at things is true and it manifested in Jesus. And then he says he will draw all men unto him. So when he would be lifted up from the earth, he would draw the death of all people. He would draw all the judgment of all unto him and that's what he would receive the judgment was not god's punishment the judgment was like a judge would judge or like anybody would judge a situation say if he steps off that that roof he's going to fall in the same way if you partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you will die and man will die and then the judgment of god came upon jesus not god killing jesus the judgment of god god's ruling on what will happen should man be under the law 
came upon Jesus. And then all were drawn unto him, talking about what kind of a death he would die. And we were also, he was also raised on account of our justification. So we were drawn unto his life as well, you know, in the resurrection. So um, what I want to say here is this. Jesus said, the only way that I can bear fruit, talking about Jesus, is that he had to die in order for uh, a life that is equal to his to come forth. Now, who was Jesus? Jesus was the Son of God. What does it mean to be the Son of God? What does it mean to be of God? What does it mean to have the glory that was from the beginning? Now, church, um, you, you guys know me by now. Um, I like to teach. Some of my stuff might sound a bit complicated. Uh, you know, and sometimes I say to myself, oh man, I wish I could explain stuff just in a more simple way. And I said, I said to our local church here, man, I, I don't know why I just, every time I come, I think, man, I'll just preach a simple message. But every time I preach, I just come and I just say, Lord, <laughs> you know, this makes, this excites me. And that's from the depth of my heart. And I'm going to follow what's in my heart. And I'm going to share what's in my heart with you. Um, and that's the way I'm going to do it. So uh, stick with me through what I want to say. And I'm going to just explain it in the proper way. And I know this is going to bless you as it's blessed me. This is what I want to say. Number one, God promised us life. The only way life could come to us is if God bears fruit in us. Like Abraham, like Sarah was, like the fruit of Abraham was Isaac and was born in Sarah, or she was bearing it, in the same way we will bear the fruit of God's word or the seed of God. Uh, Fruit bearing is not up to us. Fruit bearing is up to the word. We are just soil. So when we receive the correct word into our hearts and believe it, then the giver of the seed, the giver of the word, will have fruit in us. So Jesus says, unless, and he likens the life that he's come to give us. He likens salvation. He even likens the, 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 how he preserves his own life in this way. He says, unless, if you love your life in this world, you will lose it. So if Jesus loved life in this world, he would have lost his life. But he didn't like his life in this world. He wanted his life in the, in the resurrection, in the glorified body. That is what he wanted. And he laid down his life. He gave his life. And when he gave his life, this is what he says, if I don't love my life in this world, if I hate to see life inside the world law system, um, but I want to see life inside the glorification of the Holy Spirit, I will have life. And Jesus preserved his life that way. He says, if I lay down my life, if I say, man, I'm not going to have life by works. I'm not going to live by the law. I'm going to live by what the Father has promised me. I'm going to live by the Spirit. What will happen? I'll preserve my life. How do you preserve your life? This is the way you preserve your life. If a seed dies, it will produce after its own kind. And how was the life of Jesus preserved? The life of Jesus is preserved in this. He was raised by the Holy Spirit to have a new form of glory. From a seed form, he became a plant. 
and, and that's what Paul also says in 1 Corinthians 15, that when a seed is sown, that is the one kind of a glory, but when how would we know how the plant would look by looking at the seed? We don't know. We just saw Jesus came and in seed form, he gave his life. He was raised up in a new life. Now, he did that for mankind so that we who can believe can have the very same life. So the very life of God is not just preserved um, in Jesus, but also duplicated and multiplied and preserved inside us so that more people can be the heirs of salvation. Salvation from what? Salvation from death. Salvation from the fruit of the flesh. Salvation from the works of the flesh. That is what the salvation is all about. Now, this seed or this word that will produce the fruit in us is God that came by His doing to bring forth life inside us. Now, let me say this again and let me summarize to what I've, what I've basically said in the first part of this session. God made it His responsibility to bring forth fruit in you. This responsibility that He took upon Him is in the following form. We are like soil or we are like a woman. When we receive a seed, then the seed will produce after its own kind. So God said to Adam, Adam, which was Adam and Eve, male and female, he created them, be fruitful and multiply. How does that take place? From our side, we receive the word. And when we receive the word, which is a certain light or a certain message, which I'm going to look at today, into our hearts, then that word produces after the origin of that word. Now, uh, here Jesus comes and he comes from the Father. He comes from the Father of life. He had the glory of the Father even before time. He came, incarnates himself into human form. He dies. We receive this message of, of his death and his resurrection. When that enters our heart, what happens? Just like a plant has got a certain glory, and this plant produces a seed, and then the seed, when it dies, goes into the ground, it produces the glory that, was, that produced the seed, which was the plant. Now, Jesus, in plant form, was before time. Then he became the seed, you know, that died. He became a man. He died. When we receive the seed, when that seed falls, that word, and what is done, falls into our heart, what does the Father do in His absolute love for man? He enlightens us with His life. Glory to God. Now, let's go to verse 36. John 12, verse 36. He says here, Jesus said, While you... So, let me say this again. So, this whole thing is not about you producing eternal life. This whole thing is about God's righteousness and, and this is another, another message in this series on God's righteousness which is the light of God, the light of life. God comes in His righteousness and His equity of character and what does He do? He promises you life and He wants to give you that life. He promises it he wants to give it, and he comes and gives the seed that can produce that life, his word. Now, this, um, 
this, this light then, or this life, or this revelation will produce life. So God, this whole thing is about a father bringing forth sons. It's all about a plant bringing forth another plant that looks exactly like the plant. Um, so the, the, the whole thing, if we look at nature, if you look at a plant, the only way that plant can reproduce is through a seed. The only way we can reproduce is through a seed. The only way God, or Adam, which was an image and likeness of God, could reproduce, or Jesus, or God himself, bring forth of his own kind, is through a seed. And that's what he tries to explain to us. Because that's how God functions. From God we find all of nature and everything having that attribute inside itself. So when we study scripture, when we look at scripture, when we look at who we are, church, we cannot look from the perspective of how must we produce fruit, uh, you know, by our works, or how must we try and have our lives look like a wonderful plant. No, the Bible says that God will send this word, He will heal us, and we shall be called a planting of the Lord, trees of righteousness. So what the word tries to say to us is that God is the source of life in you. God is the source of good works in you. God is the source of everything that is good uh, and that can be good in us. And when we hear the gospel, we should not hear what we must do to have life by our works, what we need to hear is we need to hear what God has done, what responsibility has taken upon Him, and what is the seed or the Word that can then produce the life of God inside us. Now, thank God that this is not by confessing the Bible, but believing in the light of life. Now, let's get into that. Verse 36, while you have light, Believe in the light that you may be the children of light. While you have light, believe in the light that you may be the children of light. Okay, so what is he saying here? He's not saying shine. His command to us is to be a child of light. In other words, to have light produce something in you. To have light lighten you up. To be a child of something. So what he's actually saying here is not saying to, that we should produce anything. He's actually saying allow something to produce something else in you. Now what is this light of life? Let's go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1 and we're going to go to verse 12. He says, um, sorry, let's go to verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In this Word was life, and the life that was inside this Word is the light of men. Okay, now, <laughs> inside the Word is life. And this life, which is in the Word, is what enlightens man. Now, how does that work? First John. First John. Now, church, 
the stuff I'm preaching hasn't been preached a lot. There are people that preach some of this, um, but it hasn't been preached a lot. And I know that this might challenge you. And I'm well aware that this can challenge you, what I'm about to say. But just listen, just hear, and you will find that the light which is inside the Word, or the life which was inside the Word, is the light of man. Now, John 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, of the Word of life, for the life was manifested, and, have, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested with us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Now, what is John saying? I mean, he wasn't just saying that for no reason. He was saying it for a reason. Now, remember John, John chapter 1. John chapter 1, in him was life, and this life is the light of men. The word is the word of life. Here it clearly says, you know, what our hands have handled concerning the word of life. What is this word of life? It is the message that God promised us eternal life. That, that's it. We've tried to make the word something very spooky. You know, the word is the word of life. The word produces life. Or the Bible, when we read the Bible, we produce life. No, no, that is not what it talks about concerning the word of life. The word word there is the word message, or it's the word logic, or it is, uh, the word message is actually the best. The message of life. So, which was from the beginning. And even Paul calls and says in Titus that God who promised us immortality and eternal life from before the world began. So, what is, what is the message that God had from the beginning? Listen, I, didn't, I want you to, have, to be adopted unto who and what I am, which is to have the ability to live and never die. Now, we have taken, you know, that... All people are just immortal already no, no, and have eternal life by default. Now, that is not true. The Bible says God is the only immortal. It's clear in Scripture. And the Bible says that those who through faith and patience seek immortality, He will grant eternal life. So, it is something God has promised. We just thought that everybody's just got it. No, no, no. It is a promise. And we've made this eternal life going to heaven. That is not what eternal life is. Eternal life is a quality of life which is generated by the Holy Spirit that is of such high quality that it does not possess the ability to cease to exist. A life by works does not possess the ability to continue forever. It will always end somehow and will end in death. You can find even a, a massive financial giants, you know. You could find something like Rome, empire, the empire of Rome. It will come to a fall. Eventually, the law and works and man's way of doing does not possess the ability to grant to the flesh of man immortality, neither does it have the ability to exist forever. 
But God's logic, which is my life inside you, by you just believing that I'm giving it to you, possesses the ability to last forever and never die. So there was a message that God said, I'll give you life. Adam didn't believe that message. He thought that you can have the same life as what God has by his works. It, death entered into this world through that. But what did Jesus Christ come to do? He came to end all of that, to undo Adam, to do, undo all of those things. And he came and showed forth the word which was from the beginning. And the word from the beginning was that God possesses the ability and he has promised that he will grant eternal life to man. And that word, that word came and dwelt in front of us. We saw that word. We saw God's word incarnated into our death system and that his word is stronger than any death and that he could bring life to uh, in, in, he could raise something that has got the death of everything on him unto life. Now, what am I saying? This is what I'm saying. God promised us life, but then death entered through Adam. But then God said, my word is still a promise to you. And I will show you how powerful my word and my promise is. I will incarnate death. And then I will not just incarnate the likeness of sinful flesh. I will take the sin of all people and the wages of sin is death. I will even take the death of all people unto me and die. I'll become all sin and then I'll die everything away. And then the glory of God's message, the word from the beginning, was manifested. And we saw Jesus believed that the Father could raise him from the dead. He believed that God could grant unto him in physical form immortality. So here he comes. He says, okay, give me a mortal body. He receives a mortal body. Okay, give me all death. All death was given to him. And then he says, but I'll believe the Father. And God the Father can raise me from the dead. And what happened when Jesus did that? He took away the power of all sin. He took away the power of all death. Because he declared the word openly. And now in doing that, we who believe that word receive the same spirit as what raised Christ from the dead. And here we now all of a sudden find that we conquered the, oh, I don't say we conquer sin. We find that God conquers sin in us. The Bible even says the last enemy that will be conquered is death. And how will God conquer death? He conquered in Jesus and he will conquer sin in your life by the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit. He will conquer death in you by bringing life and immortality to you. You know, church, that there will be people... Um, uh, 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 th this is how it's going to work. Even if you've died, that word, in the presence of a body that has been dead for 20,000 years, that has been burnt to ashes, floating all over the ocean, sunk to the bottom of the ocean, you know, became some form of energy that has grown into plants, it doesn't matter. In the presence of that death, there is a word that is more powerful than that, that will raise you up from that. Now, once that word indwells your body, you even find the 
power of that word producing fruit after it, the kind of seed there is, and brings life to you. And then the Bible says there'll come a day wherein Christ will return, wherein in that day, even if you have not died, your body will just be changed and you'll find immortality manifesting in you and the death that's inside our bodies will be conquered with life. And that's what God has promised us. So what I believe and what I expect is not just, well, I don't have a God that's angry with me anymore. No, no, I've got a God that's promised me life. I've got a God that is true to His Word. And even if all the death of all people and all the sin of all people can be concentrated into one human being and that human can die the death of all and have the, the sin of all and consequently then the death of all on Him, that Word supersedes the power of death and when that Word of life, the promise of life, enters the human heart, your heart, <laughs> it shall produce after the kind it was before time, which is immortality. The only difference is it will produce it inside the human body. And that's why we can say, or John has said, I want you to have your fellowship with me. You don't have to ha be afraid to confess your sin. You don't have to be afraid to say, I've got sin. I've got weakness. Uh, sin meaning an inability to have life by my works. I've got all of that because even if it's in me, even if I'm weak, I don't care to confess that because confessing that doesn't make me guilty. You know, all I'm saying is in the presence of all of that, I've got a word and a sure promise inside the resurrection of Christ, which means that His word shall resurrect me from bitterness, hatred, selfishness, and all of those things. He will resurrect me out of sexual immorality, lust, addiction, whatever. That's His Word. And when we can say that we by our own power, we're not righteous, but by His Word, we believe that He raises us up, He's promised it to us, you know what will happen? The Spirit will bring it forth in you as surely as what Jesus was raised from the dead. Glory to God. Now, Let's get back to, to John 1, the light of life. What is this light? John 1, and I'm going to wrap it up. John 1. <clears throat> he says, And in Him was life. In Jesus was immortality. And that life, which is the word of life, <laughs> which God promises you, is what will enlighten you. So if I can say there is an immortal, undying human being that has been raised and above all death, all sin, even if all death and all sin was upon him, the life inside him was more powerful and he was raised up. Death couldn't hold him. The grave couldn't hold him. Sin couldn't bind him. And now that life is inside a human being at the right hand of the Father as God's message unto me. When I believe that, what is that? That will enlighten me. Glory to God. And the light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended not. Talks about the Jewish system and the laws. Uh, and all of those things. Um, then it says here uh, in verse 8, uh, in verse 9, that John testified 
that was the true light, J Jesus now, which lightens every man that comes into the world. So what does he say here? He says that John was not that light, but he testified of the true light, which enlightens every man that comes into the world. Now, we've taken that every man as, oh, you know, every man is already enlightened. No, that's not what it means. The context here is Jew and Gentile. This word was not only for the Jews, but for every man that comes into this world. It possesses the ability to enlighten Jew or Gentile, whosoever can believe it. And then he explains in verse 12, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to come into being as the sons of God to them that believes on his name. Glory to God. Well, church, what I've said is so powerful today. It is just such an awesome message. And I wrap it up in saying this. The life, the word of God promising us eternal life. Not heaven. Church, let's get going to heaven. Just, I don't say we're not going to go to heaven. I'm going to go to heaven. If, I, if, I, if it would happen that I would pass away, I'll go to heaven. But that will not be my final abode. My God didn't promise me heaven. He promised me eternal life inside a human body. For we shall be in the likeness of His resurrection. And that message is what enlightens our lives in the here and now unto a life that's free from the fruit of the flesh. Glory to God. God promised us that life. When we believe that God has come to glorify not just my mind, not just my spirit, but He actually came to save me from death. He came to bring a seed that can produce life in my body. And as we believe that, you know what happens? All of a sudden, we start to find value in a human body. We start to find value in, 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 in salvation in the body and God saving us from what kills us in the human body, saving us from the death in this from, from this body of death, giving us a glorified body by his word. So the light that enlightens you is the life that was in Jesus, which was a life that conquered sin and death, and that brought a physical body into a glorified body, which was free from sin and death. And that light is that life is what enlightens us in today. Now, the Bible says there were some that loved darkness rather than light. The Bible says, believe in the light um, as long as, you know, walk in the light as long as what is day. As long as we see that message of light, believe in it, man, that you might be, that it might produce its fruit in you. Don't look at the light and try and do the light. Look at the light and believe the light. What is, what is there to believe about the light? That the light will enlighten you. Putting the emphasis on the light to expel darkness, not your willpower. Glory to God. Well, church, that's what I've got in my heart for you today. Let us pray together. Father, thank you so much that I could minister this message, and I trust that people are deeply blessed by this message. Thank you, Father. Amen. If you have not received Jesus as your Savior or the light of your life, I would like to invite you to receive him as your life and not your own works. I would also like to invite you to pray with me right now in receiving this, uh, this gospel as the truth about you. Let us pray together. Father, I thank you that I can pray for people that's watching all over the world right now.
and I would like to lead them in a prayer. And I thank you, Father, they can pray with me right now. If you want to receive Jesus as the light of your life, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, your life is my life. You've promised me life. As, the fa as you live by the Father, so I will live by you. And thank you that I can see what you've done. Your word has ended my belief in how powerful sin and death is. And I believe that I will now live by you. I receive you as the one that saved me from death and saved me from sin by taking my death, taking my sin. You save me today. I receive you, Jesus, and I receive freedom from sin in the flesh. For I don't live by the flesh anymore, but by the Spirit that raises me. Amen and amen. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to just, um, let me put this way. If you've prayed that prayer and you would love to fellowship with people around it, please feel free to contact any of our web pastors and we would love to just help you in these first steps, uh, you know, in understanding more of the gospel. Thank you so much for slotting in. I would like to just thank everybody at the end of the service. Just want to thank everybody that has been supporting this ministry faithfully, financially. Thank you for your contributions. It's highly appreciated. Um, thank you for everybody that's excited just about our building project, wherein we have... Now, I want to just say something about the building project. I'm not trying to get money from anybody. Um, you know, this is what... We are building this with money that has already been received. Uh, so we're not planning to get anything from you. We are just sharing what God is doing. And I want to thank everybody that has been happy with us in uh, just what you see on the web and how we've renovated our offices and building a nice big studio where we can do all our recordings. So uh, thank you for being happy with us and thank you for sponsoring this ministry. God bless you and know that you are deeply loved by God. Amen. Amen.